1: Hello and welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. Four wins in a row now for Australia after things looked a little dicey at the start of their tournament with two losses to start things off. But now four wins on the trot including a classic against New Zealand in Dharamshala leaves them firmly in the top four and looking good for a semi-final berth with three matches to play. England is next up. They're currently sitting on the bottom of the table. Tenth spot with just one win from six matches. Uh, But no doubt there will still be plenty of heat in the contest when they take on Australia in a Ahmedabad on November 4th. On this episode, we've got a very fun chat with Marcus Stoinis. We chatted to him a couple of games ago. He's missed the last couple with a little calf injury, but he should be right to go if selected to take on England. Here's the chat with Stoinis. Hope you enjoy. All right, well, Marcus Stoinis, thank you for joining the Unplayable podcast. Firstly, how's the World Cup going for you so far? We're about halfway through. Yeah, we're halfway
0: through. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Lou. Yeah,
2: good Nos- man. Hey, nice to see yeah, you. Nice see yeah, nice to see you. Nice for him to
0: join the tour. Yeah, he yeah, only comes from like the, the back man, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one <laughs> yeah, of the big stages. Yeah. yeah, you've already done this off air. You can do <laughs> it on air as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So halfway through the World Cup, uh, obviously we didn't start the way we wanted to, um, but I think things are coming back on track and. Um, we have a joke that the wheels were wobbling a bit, but they're, they're starting to find that we got the, got the wrench out and we've started tightening a few bolts and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it feels like things are starting to line up.
1: I want to jump straight into that celebration or the two celebrations against Pakistan. Walk us through what's happening there and the emotion you were feeling at that time.
0: Yeah, it's hard because I'm not um, – as much as people might think that I'm planning that, it just comes out. I think it's just a part of my personality that um, – can only come out in those situations. So uh, yeah, um, really, all I'm all I'm thinking leading into a game is what my attitude's going to be like going into that game. What's required of me? What's required to bring the best out of me? Um, and then, say with bowling, like I'm watching the game obviously from from the field and just trying to understand what um, what might be not missing, but what might be required uh, at that stage and um, I think it's probably quite obvious that, that I've bowled a bit different um, compared to in previous games and that sort of stuff. So I've seen my roles changed from, um, in South Africa I was bowling with a new ball, bowling 10 overs, um, creating pressure, trying to swing it, trying to nip it, all that sort of stuff, to now bowling three, five overs. Um, and it's pretty much just come in and give impact and, and hit the wicket and, and bowl a bit different to how they might be expecting me to bowl. So, um, yeah, so then the celebration come out from just you know uh, accumulation of thinking like that and um, my personality, and then yeah,
2: letting it out. I've been like that forever, Lou. You know that. Yeah, you have. I'm not sure of the games we played. You were they, they weren't quite <laughs> as high stakes, and you're playing second eleven games at the Junction yeah, maybe, and stuff. Yeah, maybe, but, um, like the the feedback on the pipes because they they looked I don't want to blow wind up here, has there been good feedback? yeah, well, that's what I'm asking you is like I, that was the first thing people noticed you know the the biceps were looking particularly I, I know that they're always kind of pretty good, but yeah, yeah.
0: I don't get much feedback because I think right. um a lot of people think uh can I, I can't swear on this, but um, you can we can use can. we can yeah. use bleed. yeah most people are thinking. <laughs> We don't need to big <laughs> him up anymore, like like yeah, so I understand, I get your feedback, um yeah, uh, so I don't get much positive feedback, really, right. right, yeah, not as much as you you might be thinking from
2: that question yeah. Yeah. as a, as a non two non pop guys yeah. over here yeah. you know, <laughs> we don't yeah, we're not used to it, um, but it has a lifting effect on the team, right, like and this is we were kind of asking Adam Zamper about yeah. this before in terms of um people seem to the two of you especially seem to really get lifted when you guys have these moments and you you know you do it in slightly different ways but my question is are you aware of that like you know that how much the team feeds off that energy that you bring
0: um maybe like in reflection you you might see it like say say after the game or like, like if you get some feedback and all that sort of stuff but um in the moment like in the the moment to be honest all i'm i'm shouting let go and i'm looking for someone to come with me and i want to lift and i'm and that's that's what like i'm just in my own own head and i'm just trying to grab grab boys and and (laughs) you know get things going sort of thing so um it is the intention but it's not thought about sort of thing yeah yeah
2: and it's such a different thing to when you bat, like, you know, when we kind of watch mm. you and you look very – and I'm sure you don't think about this either and you're not doing it on purpose, but you're, like, so in the zone. And mm. even when you get out, it looks like you've, you you kind of – measured about what just happened and you're probably processing in your own head, you know, what you did or whatever. But you st- you look like you stay level the whole time. And is it almost like the field's the kind of place where you – that's when you're doing something as a team together?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think um,
2: – and it is it is semi-thought about in terms of
0: the fact that Um, you try to identify the best uh, state you want to be in to perform with the bat and that's not going to be the same as how you want to perform with the ball and again it's not the same how you want to perform when you're fielding as well so um, you do sort of create three identities, all natural parts of you but all asking for different things from you sort of thing so um, yeah so there's when, when I do bat there's still definitely that um it's just much more internal, I guess. Um and you'd yeah, you'd laugh if you heard the internal dialogue. <laughs> what, no, what's the internal dialogue? No, 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 come on. No, no, no. That's that's private. Right. But um <laughs> it comes out every now and then, you know, like the the stuff with Wady and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Okay. So there's there's always that internal dialogue um going. Um but then the bowling is very much about um bringing a particular energy to the contest, um, you're in complete control, so you can you can also, um, the more certain I am, uh, means that you have to either match that certainty as the batsman or you have to, you know, ask another question of you. Um, so I think, yeah, and then also the, um, what you want to portray to your teammates as well and how you want to, um, I wouldn't say it's not set an example, but the the standard you want to set sort of thing uh, to your teammates. So you've got an uh, opportunity to do that when you've got the ball in your hand. You can ask the field to be energetic. You can ask for them to do all this stuff, but if the ball's flying all over the park and it's flying past them, then it's very hard for them to be in control of that. So I think it all starts with the bowler. So I think that's that's also an opportunity during the game where you can bring that, for example.
1: And you mentioned Wadey. Obviously, you and he were instrumental in that twenty. 21, T20 World Cup win. How much belief does... Because the group is so similar to that group then. How much belief do you take from that success, even though you started slowly with two losses at this tournament? How much... Like, that must give you a lot of confidence knowing you can do it at the back end.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I think we've been very fortunate to have a similar squad over these last sort of three years, four years. Um, I think... The environment is as good as it's ever been. I think the players care about each other and trust each other and and are also honest with each other and ask things of ourselves and of, of your teammates. So um, like with this attitude sort of thing that I was talking about, like we're, we're demanding that of each other and individually you feel a responsibility to bring that for your team. Um, so yeah, I think we've got a lot of confidence from that. We've got a lot of familiarity around each other. Um, and yeah i think I think it shows because we haven't had the start that we wanted, but we we're able to bring things back on track and um, we've spoken about the fact that sometimes we need things to not go perfectly to 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 wake up that inner spark so um yeah, it's not ideal, but sometimes in ev- in everyone's life that's
2: what happens you know that's part of it. Does this group in particular need that sometimes
0: um yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know whether it needs it. I don't know. I think. Um, I think it's a very natural thing. Every like you can have the most funny examples of every guy wants to get fit when they when they break up with their girlfriend. You know, <laughs> like you need you need something bad to happen yeah. to, sure, yeah, to yeah, you yeah. know, like and that's that's part of just human nature. I think, and I don't think you know that you're in that phase until you get a slap in the face, for example. Um, uh, So we all know how much this means, like we do know how much this means to us. Um, And how much it means, it it doesn't mean obviously the same to the Australian public as it does to us. We are a representation of Australia, but um, they should know this means everything to us in terms of like, this is our, this is what we prepare for. This is what we put so much time into, so. Yeah, so you ride those. Sometimes when you're in that frame of mind as well, you play a bit safe, you know, and safe doesn't win World Cups either. So um, the emotion sometimes makes things complicated in big tournaments, I think.
1: Obviously, you missed the first match of the tournament with the hamstring niggle. How's the body going now? And are you sort of past that niggle?
0: Um, Yeah, so I had a little hamstring and and a quad in the same... uh, All right. Yeah, in the same leg, which wasn't ideal. Um, Is that common or...? No, no, not really. And I'd never had anything like that. So um, none of them were, neither of them were that bad. It just meant it had to be respected, I guess. Um, And how am I going now? I am pretty good. Pretty good, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, This isn't the first time we've been at a big tournament where you've been managing things. Yeah. Um, you know rather than going into the nuts and bolts of whatever's going on like yeah. how do you um you've got a bit of experience in the matter but it must be stressful right like
0: yeah yeah I think i um, definitely better at dealing with it now than I have been in the past because um, it consumes a lot of energy the fact that you want to get up for the next game there's you start doubting if you're going to hurt something more you start uh you can only prepare so much in terms of your skill work because you're deloading, you're trying to maintain some strength or whatever it is. Um, so there's a few things at play, but um, definitely much better at dealing with it now. Uh, and, and also, um, for example, coming back from that injury at the start of the tournament, I was willing, I'm, I'm happy to go straight into the next game and I'll go as hard as I can, not worrying that whatever happens happens you know that's that's my mindset i'm not here to um nurse my way through or try and get through to a big game that's that's to an extent up to the off field if they want to give me an extra week or all that sort of stuff but once i'm playing i just want to go balls out um yeah and just uh give everything i can so that's my mindset.
1: Well, that was obvious in one of the first training sessions where you bowled at because all, all our eyes are on you seeing how you bowled and you went full tilt and gave Marnus Labochain a pretty good working <laughs> over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Marnus, there was a bit in that net, I think. Um, yeah. um, and also, yeah, you could see I'm as competitive in my net as I am during the game. So um, yeah, again, like I want to, especially, especially with bowling, for someone like me, I need to go all out. Um, I can't. I can't go ten percent down and um, and compete like I want to compete as well. So, um, and you also caught me at a game that I really wanted to play, and I wanted to show that I was ready. Um, which they made the right decision. I, I probably wasn't ready because, um, yeah, pretty like after that training session my hamstring was twitching for like an hour so it was like you've you've you idiot you've (laughs) you've nearly done something so yeah that's like yeah so it was that was fair um but yeah so i'm i'm just here to compete i'm just here to bring um the attitude that i want to bring um and then hopefully the body listens to that (laughs) yeah
2: and kind of, so you mentioned that you've gotten better at dealing with the physical side of things and coming back from injuries. And just kind of going back to the mental stuff that you are talking about before about almost having three Marcus Dornesses that you got to draw on at any one time with batting, bowling and fielding. Are you, how, what's the journey of that being like? Like in terms of you figuring out um, your mental processes for each one?
0: Yeah, it's um, a lot of reflecting on past games, um something that does make things hard is we're playing so much T20 cricket mm. that demands such a high energy version of yourself. Um, what do you mean with, by that? With yeah. bat, ball and field, like say say when you go out to bat and I go in in the 12th over um, and you need to score at 10 runs and over, for example, your mindset in that and the energy you need to bring, like there's, in order, in order to score um, 50 off 30 balls or 25 balls you have to be in an energy that mm-hmm. that can demand that you can score 50 off 25 balls if you're relaxed and calm and you want aspects of that but if you're relaxed and calm and um, waiting for a bad ball and in that mindset you're not going to score 50 off 30 balls you know that's not going to come you need to be in a mindset that Matches the outcome you're trying to achieve, for example, um, and then equally, then that is different in one-day cricket. Um, there might be times where you need that, but there might be times where uh, against South Africa you uh, five for not many, and the ball's nipping around, and you don't need to be in that state. You need to be in a in a calm, measured state, only playing the shots that you want to play. You know, so um, I think I think that's a big part of cricket. Um, And then you, on your journey, hopefully you play enough and you reflect enough that you start figuring that stuff out, Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, has someone helped you with that?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I've had um, uh, multiple sports psychologists um, and only multiple just because of the fact that you cross paths with different people through your career and that sort of stuff um, that have all helped me in different ways. and a lot of it is asking you the right questions to make you reflect in the right way to, to get to the answers that they're not necessarily right, but they're they're as close as you can get at that time, for example, yeah.
1: Well, obviously important to get the mental side of things right, but also the dietary things right. Uh, we want to ask you about uh, Velton. Can you yes, tell us Veltz. who he is and how you met him and, and how that relationship has started? Yeah,
0: Velts is... Um, I've been working with Velts for eight months um, started during last IPL uh, with Lucknow um, I got introduced to him through KL Rahul who all right. yeah um, so Veltz is a chef who's been helping me with um, adding a bit more structure to um, to these tours and to India specifically but also just to uh, my eating patterns eating times and yeah and all that sort of stuff and um, yeah in an effort to help with structure and mindset but also with body injury all that sort of stuff yeah what's his best dish uh veltsy makes beautiful food um but also i don't think everyone would like it because it's quite uh it's on the healthy side and it's quite like quite strict so it's not always tasting like you're expecting it to taste you know so um but what's, what's, his, what's my favourite? Jeezy makes a mean, this sounds funny, sounds silly. Mean protein oats in the morning, Jesus Christ. I could have that every day, every day, rest of my life. You now, when they say, what's the last meal you'll have? If you were yeah, on, yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, protein oats from belts. <laughs> or mum's bacon and eggs,
2: mum oh. makes a serious bacon and eggs. Did you your mum listen he'd... to the
0: Unplayable podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, of course, yeah. He must do a cheat meal as well though, right?
0: yeah but it's not quite cheap so like pancakes but then there's no sugar in them there's no Gluten in them. Mm. But that's no, on you, isn't
2: it? That's, that's you telling yeah yeah, 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 But yeah. do you ever kind of go, like, I oh, know, Velts, I've told you, you know, no sugar for this trip, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know. No sugar this <laughs>
0: trip. And then I've got this bloody dark chocolate mousse that comes in. It's, it's 100% not taste as bitter as the, the most bitter thing you'll ever have. And you'll be like, I can have two spoons of this. And then, but it's what's required uh, sometimes I just let it melt in my mouth and then spill it out
2: <laughs> just get the taste you know <laughs> does it what um, what did you identify as that being something like that's a you know to have your, a personal chef on tour with you not everyone I don't know many other cricketers who have done that Marcus like what has um, made you do that
0: well, a lot, uh, quite a few of the Indian boys do do it it's um, uh, yeah so that's where I got the idea um, I've always been um quite quite strict with my food and all that sort of stuff and my preparation side of things. Um, but then what's sort of inspired me to do it? I guess I wanna play for as long as I can. I wanna take control of as many things as I can um, through my career and, career and we travel a lot and we're obviously away from our comfort zone and we're in different time zones, we're in different beds, we're in different hotels, we're not exactly by the by the beach in Perth, Western Australia, you know, having a coffee and that sort of stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I've, I'm have i more than happy to um, invest in myself and in my environment. Uh, and I don't see that stuff, uh, which some people do. I don't see that stuff as a waste. I'm, I'm happy to um, invest in my own chef or invest in my own batting coach or invest in my own sports psychologist or, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's just the way I see things, so...
2: But you're looking good, mate. It's working well, obviously. Thanks. Yeah, I need a bit more feedback on the pipes, but yeah.
0: Excellent. Thanks for joining us,
1: Marcus, on the Unplayable Podcast. Good luck for the rest of the World Cup.
0: Thank you, as always, guys. Thanks.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.